could lead a drug dealer to forsake his former life and begin a new chapter centered around love and service, the wonderful grace of God. And what can provide meaning to a cynical church-going girl? That same grace. Mike Cisneros lives in small-town Kentucky, growing up in a broken home. Mike was a drug dealer, but his mother reminded him often that God had a plan for his life. And after a stint in prison, Mike encountered God's grace and became a follower of Jesus. Around this time, Mike met a girl named Maddie. Maddie attended church, yet she went through the motions and was growing cynical. But the Lord used Mike's new passion for the Lord as a testimony to Maddie. Mike's Christian love sparked a fire in Maddie that was once missing. Having experienced the power of the gospel, Mike and Maddie are now married, serving in their church together. What a display of God's wonderful grace. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we wrap up a two-week-long series called Revive Us Again. When I was in Wilmore, Kentucky a couple of weeks back, I had dinner with a couple of scholars. One was my friend, Dr. Bruce Hindmarsh. He's a church history scholar. And the other was a well-known New Testament scholar I had never met before, Dr. Craig Keener. Our time at dinner was inspiring. My soul was stirred. And then I asked Craig if we could grab a few minutes for this program today. He said yes. And so I want to share with you this encouraging discussion about revival and prayer and Jesus and what was happening at Asbury. The most central feature of the revival has just been the emphasis on God's holiness. It's all about God. It's all about Jesus. Dr. Craig Keener will be with us again in just a couple of minutes. You're going to be inspired, I think, to not only hear about Asbury, but about what the Bible teaches about revival. And then after the program, I want to send you another resource that's full of revival stories from the past called Revival, the Work of God. It's an outpouring of the Spirit among God's people to change the normal life into a supernatural life. Their lives were changed dramatically by the sovereign act of God, the work of the Holy Spirit. They were men of tremendous prayer. They wrestled with God. That's, that's what they had over us, generally today, more than anything else. The miners were having prayer meetings down the pits. The lifestyles of men were being transformed beyond all recognition. Revival, the work of God, is a top-notch, feature-length documentary that's packed full of stories from places all over the world where God moved in a special way. I know you'll be encouraged to start praying right now that God would be pleased to bring revival in you and in your community today. So when you call us after the program, just ask for the double DVD set of Revival that also comes with a digital copy for those who don't have a DVD player. The number you can call is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or go to our website and watch the trailer of the documentary. 
and you can make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Now, before we meet up with Dr. Keener, let's open with City of Light.
only a holy God, City of Lights, opening this haven today. I'm Charles Morris, and now I want to share with you an interview that comes out of Asbury Seminary in Wilmore, Kentucky, with Dr. Craig Keener. I was blessed with the time I spent with Craig, having dinner together, talking about our Savior Jesus together, and I've really been looking forward to sharing our discussion with you, and I pray you'll be blessed the way I was. You're a professor at Asbury Seminary, you're a New Testament scholar, and I put an underscore under scholar. You're well known in many parts of the Christian academic world. Um, What have you learned and what do you think others around you have learned from this revival that started on February 8th? One of the most beautiful things about the revival and the most central feature of the revival has just been the emphasis on God's holiness. It's all about God. It's all about Jesus. And the leaders in this have been very clear to preserve the sanctity of that emphasis. So no big names, no celebrities. People aren't being introduced you know, with, with celebrity features. It started among students worshiping God and the overwhelming sense of God's awesomeness, His majesty, His holiness, and they wanted to make sure it stayed that way. It wouldn't get mixed with anything else. It's about God Himself. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. And actually, I did. I did feel this overwhelming sense of God's presence at certain times. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, I knew there were other people feeling that. I wasn't feeling it. I knew it was real. But I wasn't feeling something different from what I usually feel when I worship God or Mm. or pray. But it's okay, because it's not about feeling. It's about giving God the glory and the honor that He deserves. Mm. Do you have any sense, and I'm not asking you to start giving me statistics, you know, that's, I don't think what we need to be about at Mm. a time like this. Are people coming to faith in Christ? Are Christians finding renewed faith in Christ? What are your observations from having been here? This is secondhand. I wasn't keeping count. (laughs) But what was said last night was that hundreds had come to faith and that thousands had uh, had dedicated themselves afresh or, or more fully to God's to, to God and to his, his work. I know at different, different things we call revivals in history, some have had massive conversions, and some have been more about equipping and powering people to go out and impact the world, carry the gospel with them. Past Asbury revivals, like um, 1950, 1970, were more of the latter, where a generation of new laborers for the harvest rose up to go out and and honor the name of Jesus around the world. Mm. Now, I'm going to put you on a limb here because you might start preaching to me, but that's all right as well. Earlier, before we interviewed, when we were having a meal and breaking bread together, you were talking to my colleague Bruce Heinmarsh and me. You were talking to us about 
Acts. You've written commentaries in the book of Acts. You're very familiar with it. You were talking about how Dr. Luke's second gospel was a missional book. (laughs) It started in Jerusalem, but it ended in Rome. (laughs) Think you could kind of condense that a little (laughs) bit for my audience? (laughs) Well, Luke's, Luke's first volume goes from Jerusalem and ends in Jerusalem. His second volume begins in Jerusalem and ends in Rome. Theologically, Luke is preaching a message that's grounded in the heritage of the Old Testament and then what Jesus has done. But then the Spirit drives us out to, to carry on this mission to the whole world. It's a, it's a global, global message. It's, it's moving from heritage to mission. And the empowerment of the Spirit, introduced in 1.8, carries throughout the book of Acts. I mean, even in Acts 15.28, you see the cultural sensitivity, uh, the cross-cultural ministry, where they say it seemed good to the Spirit and to us. We're not going to impose circumcision on the Gentiles. In other words, the sensitivity to the new cultural situation. Mm. And, boy, we could go through the whole book of Acts and just... Show you how did the earlier is, at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> how the, how, how the, the work of the Spirit is just related to, to that and pushing us across those boundaries. Do you have hopes? We know we've heard these reports that it's moved to other schools uh, as well. Um, are you praying that this will have a missional aspect to it, to what started in Wilmore, Little Wilmore, Kentucky? Certainly. And actually, when I, when I moved here to, to Wilmore, Kentucky, initially I was, when I was getting ready to move here, I was like, ah, why am I moving to, to Wilmore, little Wilmore? And then I'm reading Matthew 2.23, where he gives scriptural reasons for Jesus being from Nazareth. And I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. <laughs> God doesn't, God often doesn't start with the big things. He often starts with the small things. And I'm not mm. saying revival starts only at Asbury. I mean, different places around the world, God mm. is, is pouring out His Spirit mm. at, at, this, at this very time. It's not just here, and it's not about us. You know, it's, it's God's gift to us. It's His grace. But many of the outpourings in history have been among the lowly and the broken, as, as Scripture would lead us to expect. I mean, minors in the Welsh Revival or a, a lot of student movements, too. I mean, um, but one place where they coalesced was was uh, right after the Biafran War in Nigeria. There was um, a revival among students right after a million Nigerians had died. And so in the midst of that brokenness, God poured out His Spirit in mm. a special way. Mm. God really does make amazing things happen. When he yes. leads people into the kingdom, doesn't he? Yes. You never planned to move to little Wilmore, Kentucky. You lived in a major city in the East Coast. and uh, it, But when you came, did you have a sense that the Lord wanted you to be here? When I came for the interview for the position here, I walked across the street from the seminary after the interviews, and I just peered into... Hughes Auditorium, which is the chapel at the university. And as I, as I saw emblazoned across the, the top of the back of the auditorium, holiness unto the Lord, I just felt like the wind of the Spirit blowing through my heart. 
Like, I know about these past revivals here, but that heritage is still alive here. There are some burning embers that that can be stoked back into flame. And so I had hope that God might might do it again in, in my days while I was here. And sure enough, he has. Jonathan Edwards said this. Anyone who's ever studied and written about revival says prayer always precedes revival. Was that happening here? Most certainly. And people have been praying for decades for it since, you know, 50 years ago, the last outpouring uh, of this of this magnitude at Asbury. And it's certainly biblical, too. Jesus says in Luke eleven thirteen that the Father will will give us the Spirit if we ask for that. You see in Acts one fourteen, people praying. The Spirit's poured out in Acts 2. Acts 4, you see people praying. The Spirit's poured out in Acts 4.31. Acts 8, you see people praying. The Spirit's poured out there. We have a lot of precedent and good reason for confidence that if we pray for God to pour out His Spirit, to reveal Himself to us, God is going to answer that prayer. Mm. And you yourself have prayed as long as you've been at Asbury for revival. Twelve years, you told me. Yes. Wow. And your wife as well. Yes. Can you think of one story? Give me one story you'd like to share with us. Sure. This is part of the, the backstory. A few years ago, I was walking across the university campus to get to the seminary, and a zealous African-American freshman by the name of Lena Marlowe stopped me. We didn't know each other, but she just stopped me as, as I was crossing the campus. And she said, sir, may I pray for you? So I'm like, sure, I'm not going to turn course. that down. Of course, yes. I got down on my knees. She laid hands on my head, and she prayed for me. And so I've kept in touch with Lena since then. Well, Lena has, has been fired up for the Lord this whole time. She's a senior now, and... She's part of the gospel choir. On February 8th, Wednesday morning, they were having chapel just like they do three days a week for 45 to 50 minutes. And the gospel choir was singing, and Lena was part of that. And when the service ended, some people stayed around to to join in the singing, and they kept singing, and they kept singing, and they kept worshiping the Lord and didn't realize how much time was going by. And then other students started coming in and joining them. Mm. And that was the beginning of the continuous prayer and worship in Hughes Auditorium for about 360 hours before they decided to, you know, to, um, that this is not something we need to localize here. We need to disperse it. But it, it actually started with just worship that, they didn't stop because mm. they just loved Jesus and they just wanted to glorify the Lord. Praise God. I would say from having watched several hours of the live streaming of services ongoing at Hughes Auditorium, there was, uh, I kept hearing people praise Jesus Christ. It wasn't God talk. Uh, yes, there was repentance going on. Yes, there was music. But uh, 
I didn't see anybody that I recognized, but I heard a lot of people say the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it was all about Jesus, all about his honor. Mm. Wow. Thank you. I think we should pray. Uh, Dr. Craig Keener here in Wilmore, Kentucky, would, would you pray that the Lord would use this revival? Oh, Lord, your majesty, we are in awe of your greatness and your glory. And Lord, we pray that you will continue to make your name known in all the earth, among all nations, among all peoples of the earth. Father, thank you for this gift that you've given us here in our community. Thank you for the gift that you're giving in so many parts of the world. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to spread the work of your Spirit, to open our ears to hear your voice, to know your heart. We pray that you will pour out your Spirit among us and make us all that you have called us to be so that we may honor and worship you in our own devotion to you, in our church's devotion to you, Lord, and in bringing others to worship you as we declare your great worthiness. We ask you these things In the glorious name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Messiah. Amen. Amen. Shane, glorify thy name. I'm Charles Morris here on A Haven Today. Revive us again. Well, I'm glad we could share some of my time with Dr. Craig Keener. He's studied the New Testament for many years now, but I so appreciate his heart for Jesus. And as he said, so many of the revivals in the past happened in small towns we will never know. But when you watch the new documentary about revival that we have for your gift to the ministry, you'll learn about some of these places and people and how the Lord transformed lives through the revival. I believe the more we know about how God has worked in the past, it will inspire us to pray that God will work in us today. This feature-length film walks you through the history of some of the greatest revivals of all history. And as you watch, you'll be greatly encouraged to see that God moves in big ways, in people, in churches, in towns, and even in nations. You just need to call us right now. We ask for your gift, this listener-supported ministry. That's how we keep sharing the good news of Jesus. And with our thanks, we'll send you the double DVD called Revival, God at Work. And not only do you get the full-length documentary, and also a DVD with extra interviews, there's also a digital version for those who don't have a DVD player. 
why don't you call us right now? Call 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website. Watch the trailer of the documentary. There you'll get a flavor of what it's all about. And then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again together we'll share this great story, a revival story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Oh, you shouldn't have. Ever say these words to someone? They're usually said when someone makes a gift to you, and not just any gift. I mean a gift that's unexpected, maybe extravagant. I remember saying these words to someone when they gave me a trip to Florida in the winter. Wearing shorts in January? Couldn't believe it. Generous people are a blessing to us, but no one is as generous as our Heavenly Father. James tells us that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And the greatest gift he ever gave? His Son, Jesus, crucified and resurrected for all who believe in his name. Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.